I'm Vince. I'm R2. We're two middle-aged guys from the Midwest with opinions on RPGs. Let's get into it. We're going to ruin your games. Oh. Today, R2, we are going to talk about... Campaign length. You're taking too long. Exactly. How long is too long? How long should a campaign be? R2, I'm going to let you start on this one. How long should a campaign of, you know, some role-playing game be? Five years. Holy crap. <laughs> what? No, obviously not. That's insanity. Objectively correct. That is objectively insane. <laughs> but but when we get right to the crux of the argument here, right, which is we're not going to be able to actually say a number. Yeah, because obviously the answer to this is however long the players at the table are are having fun with the story. But uh, there there are things to talk about to make sure that that happens. A lot of times in tabletop role-playing games, you have as the DM a a sort of plot. uh, There's some narrative that you are providing uh, for the players at the table to go through. At the same time, each player at the table has their own character, and ideally, all of those characters are experiencing some sort of heroic character arc. They are growing. Uh, they start out, uh, if you're starting at level one, they're starting out very fresh, uh, young adventurers, and then over the course of the game, they should have uh, an arc to their character where they grow into the people that they're, they're becoming. Sure. And I think that a lot of times... Uh, if the resolution of one of those two things uh, are, are too far apart from each other, it can make the overall campaign feel weird. Uh, so if you have a, a narrative, if you have a campaign plot that resolves and the game ends before the characters at the table get the resolution of their character arcs, then the game feels unresolved. Yep. Likewise, uh, vice versa, uh, if you have a campaign plot that lingers on well past the resolution of everyone's character arcs at the table, uh, then the risk you have is that uh, you are exhausting the player's capacity to enjoy uh, the the game you're playing. Yeah. So if you you try to time those things uh, to happen more closely together, like, think... uh, Think of the end of Star Wars A New Hope. Sure, I was just going to go... I was either going to go to that or Lord of the Rings, but go ahead. In the uh, final climactic sequence, uh, the Death Star run, you have the resolution of the plot of that movie and the resolution of Luke's personal hero's journey within, like, 30 seconds of each other. Right. It's wonderful. Huge dopamine hit when that happens. Yep. Yeah, this is an interesting one to me because... Obviously, the answer is as long as everybody at the table feels engaged and and is having a good time and stuff like that. But I think that's all I think that's all too, I don't know, for lack of a better term, a bit too like floofy of an answer. Yeah, it's insubstantial. Yeah, because no, no, there's some amount of time that's right. Like, I want to push back on this. okay? And, and the reason I say that is I know old school players from sort of the first generation of, of D&D who literally have been playing the same campaign for 
20 plus years or, or longer, right? But when they say that, they're not getting together for a weekly game. No. They're playing once every couple months or maybe once a year or whatever. Yeah. Like uh, in the previous episode, we talked about this Ebron game yep. that we played for nearly a decade. Yeah. Nine years of, of like playing the real world. That was not week in, week out. That no. was a total of five weekends total over those nine years. Uh, nine weekends total over those nine years, but yes. Yeah, so the, these long, these old-style players who have been playing the same campaign for 20, 30 years, they're not playing that week in, week out. Yeah, and that's or, just it. Or if they are, uh, they're definitely not playing the same characters in that campaign. Sure. And that's where we get to it. That's why I'm saying there is actually an objective answer to this, okay? And here's why I say that. You ever watch a television show that just goes on way too long? Yeah, I've seen Community. That is insane that you would say that. Uh, obviously, it the, it's welcome. Look, you're you're out of your mind. They're getting a movie soon. Yeah, I, so I know. <laughs> at any rate, I, we can all think of our own personal shows that, like, boy, that had too many seasons, or that went on too long, or or it went on past its expiration date, or something. Right. The the cultural touchstone is The Simpsons. Oh uh, yes. That has now been on the air for longer than, at some point, a majority of the population. And for many, 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 many years has become what most people would describe as, as zombie Simpsons, right? Where it just keeps going, but it's lost the thread of whatever made it special or unique or interesting. I think for a while, it got good again. Maybe it did, but very few people would ever notice. Yeah. Because it doesn't matter if it's good again in there or not. It's just gone on too long. We are tired of these characters. That's it. Like, there is no writing they could bring to the table that would suddenly re-energize it. It doesn't exist because for the majority of people, this is never on, I'm sure there's still people who watch Simpsons and enjoy it, but for the majority of people, we're just done with those characters. We've gotten to know them. We went on journeys with them. We live, laughed, loved, and now we're done. Next. Right? The world is full of characters I want to explore and experience things with. I'm talking television shows here now. But the translation is almost one-to-one. Like, after a point, no matter how much I love a character, no matter how much I love being that character, experiencing the world through their eyes, I'm done. Now, I have a shorter fuse on that than most people because I really do value novel experiences and the new, and I always have a hundred new things I want to see and experience through the eyes of different characters. Like, I, I love that. So to me, you know, I love a show that gets in there, tells a tight four, three, four season story arc, and it gets out. So the answer is four years plus a marathon. You're out of your mind. <laughs> because, again, week to week to week, let's really break this down. All right, let's say you play weekly. And let's say you play four hours every week that you play. If you are one of the lucky few that have a, a stable, consistent D&D group that can meet weekly. Sure, and I'm, I'm we, fully... We luxuriate yes, here. Yes. I'm fully cognizant of the fact, R2, that we are so spoiled by the fact that we've had a weekly game running on the same day every week with consistent people for literally more than 20 years now. Yeah. Okay. And, and as long as I am alive, that will continue. Hopefully well past. You're not lasting too much longer. Uh, this is correct. But let's just let's just make that real. 
we don't miss weeks, right? Barring like great sort of unusual things going on. In any given year, we get absolutely at least 50 weeks of play. Yeah. Okay. It's and often 52, but let's just assume 50 for to keep the math simple. Sure. Okay. That's 200 hours a year of you exp- of you playing through that character, right? Yeah. Okay. What's a television show? A television show you like? Like most high-end TV these days are are like the the, the sort of banner series. They tend to be ten episode things sure. on Netflix or Amazon or something like that, right? I'm uh, I'm currently doing a rewatch of Bleach. Stop it! It's That's, really good. No, it isn't. All right, <laughs> it is most definitely not that. It's better than Community. You're. I don't even know what to do with you during this Who episode. Who are you? Get out of my house! Yeah, I don't even know you. Um. Okay, so let's say you've got some banner television show, The Witcher or uh, the Lord of the Rings. Thing or House of the Dragon. Sure, whatever, right? All those things were, were, were sort of big this year, right? Those are 10 episode, 8 to 10 episode seasons. Roughly an hour-ish per episode, something like that. Some of them are a little longer, some of them are a little shorter, whatever. Sure. That means in a given year, in a given season, you get to spend about 10 hours with these characters. We're doing 20 times that yeah. at the table. 20 times that. Now, of course, it's not exactly one-to-one. I'm not asking for television shows to be 200 hours. I know how much more expensive and time-consuming it is to film something compared to just sitting down at a table and filming it in your imagination, right? But my point is, it's a lot of time you spend with someone. And I'll be honest, after a year or so playing a campaign, certainly at least 18 months, I'm done. Sure. Like... After I've spent two to three hundred hours with a character, I'm good. Like I've I've gone on their journey. Yeah, and and hopefully that is a sufficient amount of time for for whatever DM is DMing to tell whatever story they have in mind cooperatively at the table. Yeah, that's a lot of hours, and even accepting that everything goes much slower at uh, an RPG table than it does, you oh, know, sure. for something like a movie. That's still a lot of time to tell your story. Yeah, like if uh, if we're talking about a decent analog that a lot of RPG enthusiasts would know, uh, Critical Role. Sure. They live play D&D week in, week out, a lot similar to our schedule. Sure. Uh, they on, they're on Thursdays. Sure. Their first season, their first campaign, which we didn't get the beginning of. Right. They started a decent chunk into that game. That ran for 115 episodes. Yep. And those are three to five hour episodes. Yep. So we are talking about three to four hundred on average hours of content there. Yep. It's a lot of time. Yep. And like a lot of people grew very attached to those characters and won't let it go. <laughs> <laughs> but that's just it. Those people who were playing those characters, man, that's a that's a great journey that they went on, right? And finish that story let it go, live a new life, experience a new character, challenge yourself in a new way with a new role, experience the world differently. The second season of Critical Role, just, yeah. to, just to wrap this up, sure. ran 141 episodes. It's crazy. Didn't quite go 1 to 20. I think they ended like, like 16, 17, somewhere in there. And the weird thing is, like I, I did watch that whole thing. I, I haven't watched all of season 1, but I did watch all of season 2. Okay. And... Weirdly Which enough, one's the cartoon show based on? Season one. Okay. The ending of campaign two, to me, felt a bit rushed. 
<laughs> That's funny. Yeah, I mean, ultimately, there the the right length of time has to be the amount of time. You you did say it very well at the beginning, but it it has to be the amount of time to tell a compelling version of the story that you're trying to tell, and and touch all of the characters' arcs who deserve to be touched or who are willing to work with you to grow and change in some way. Because, yeah. like, depending on your table, you could have people that aren't here for a satisfying narrative arc. They're, they want to play sure. Grognar the Barbarian. At level 1, he drinks heavily and he fights a lot. At level 20, he drinks heavily and he fights a lot. And that player has a great time week in, week out, playing yeah. that guy. And that's fine. Like, not, not every character has to have this sort of big character arc where you get into the pathos of them right. and dig into their dark backstory and and come to its edgy conclusion but for the people that are there for that you need to give them give them some time yeah. and, and make sure that they get a good wrap up of of what they're there for yeah and my thought is you can usually do that in a pretty tight amount of time it doesn't actually take that much to do that right uh my character in this very last campaign we had which which ironically was set in the critical role world in Alexandria, yeah yeah so we were playing like a wildemount focused game and my character's whole sort of stated life goal was to recover this missing beacon being a member of the the royal family of the dynasty right and you know the gm interwove that in these little ways through my amnesis or whatever over the course of the thing remembering snippets of past lives yeah because this is a, sort of a, a duty that you inherited from the last existence you had right and then so i i get enough of those memories accrued and that's just little things that the the dm is dropping over the course of the game and then we go and did uh, an adventure at the culmination of that that was the recovery of that thing. I got the thing. And honestly, at that point, I was like, well, I'm done. Yeah. Like... Arc concluded. Yeah. not and Because it had also satisfied sort of the emotional needs of my character as well. Because he, you know, was trying to prove that he was capable of this thing and that he could go out and, and do this and achieve this. And so... The physical attainment of the item was also the payoff for the emotional yeah. build and things like that. Making good on your previous failure. Right. The, the, the sort of failure that you at first inherited, but then later on as you grew to know your previous existence, felt. Right. Exactly. And so, you know, we did keep playing after that. And I'll be honest, after that point... A little checked out. I was a little checked out. Because... Like, why am I still here? Well, I'm here to support all my friends and to tie up this last plot thread and whatever, you know, blah, blah, blah. Like, it was near the end of the game. Yeah. But boy, did that feel like a major conclusion for me personally. The thing we were doing at the, after that was, like, theoretically something we all were involved in from yeah. the beginning. It was something that was narratively important, but I don't know that any, any one person at the table was really invested from a character perspective right. in that resolution. Yeah. And I found that really challenging. I mean, I still played a still a good time. I, I like the character. I'm glad to be done with it. But Fine. You think you're done with it. <laughs> I'm sure we could go back. Because here's the thing. like Sometimes leaving some character arcs unresolved or only partially resolved yep. is a good way to uh, dual sequel teasing. That's a really good point, which I think is something people don't do enough of when yeah. it comes to campaign length. So 
one of the things that kept us jazzed about that ongoing marathon over nine years was that we never got to really get into it and have the full week-to-week experience. It was always a cliffhanger. There was always some other thing hanging out, always some emotional wreckage we were left standing amongst. There was never a full, everything's wrapped up conclusion. Yes. And so it kept us hungry. And I think with normal, the marathons afford us the chance to do that. But I think with the normal campaigns, I don't think people explore the option of, I don't know, season breaks, I guess is what I would call it. Enough. We're going to play this campaign. We're going to get to this climactic point. And then I'm going to leave you on this cliffhanger. And we're going to play something else for a bit. Right. Right. And I'm going to let that desire to come back here build. Like, I'm I'm going to let this little butterfly go right knowing that like trusting that it will fly back and land on me again or or whatever i don't know sure and i think a lot of people are scared like if i let people stop playing my campaign now we're, we're not coming back to we're this. not coming back to this we'll never come back we have yeah we have come back to games that we have paused for now most of the time when we've done that we've done that for very real world reasons sure right? like the dm is is not available doesn't have the bandwidth to to continue with this game at this point we're going to put it on pause. We're do, we'll do something else where they can just be a player. Right. Or or maybe even not be there for some sure. time. Depending on what happens. Long-term health issues or, oh, hey, I just had a kid or, you know, whatever, right? All, all sorts of various things could happen. But I think that that is honestly a way to defeat this sort of campaign fatigue is you write it or conceive it or conceptualize it or plan it or whatever you want to say break it into three acts whatever design whatever design process you do to come up with these overall narratives yep put it into acts where there's some kind of satisfying conclusion like you mentioned episode four at the top of the the podcast yeah uh last time i checked that was not the last star wars property that got made yeah maybe it should have been but all right sure but you know that had a satisfying conclusion for all the reasons you mentioned but we came back to it with what is many people's favorite oh, Star yeah. Wars movie. I mean, Empire's great. Sure. And so clearly you can tell a full-fledged story, complete characters' arcs, right? Like in that first movie, Luke goes from naive farm boy to hero. Han Solo goes from smuggler who doesn't give a crap to smuggler with a heart of gold or whatever, right? Like arcs happen. Growth occurs. Plots are resolved. Death Star go boom. And yet... the plot. Big grand grand conclusion, but you leave them wanting more. Right. We came back and we did another good run. And, you know, maybe that's gone on too long now. Maybe it hasn't. That depends on your particular sense of the thing. But my point is, is that, like, I think that's a good way to deal with that fatigue because there is something that is sort of wearing and grinding about the week to week to week to week to week to week of being the same person over and over again, I think, for most people. Maybe it takes you six months to be in that position. Maybe it takes you a year. Maybe it takes you two years. Like, I don't know. I I don't know what your personal tolerance is for this thing. But the whole time you're sitting there playing that character... New books are releasing. New worlds are being opened up and explored. People are sitting around the table pitching new campaign ideas, saying, wouldn't it be neat to go explore this place or do this thing or check out this world or or thinking of new character ideas? And all of that just has to lie there in a pile of opportunity cost. And eventually that opportunity cost builds and just it collapses on you and you're like, okay, we got to do something else. 
there's all this other fun stuff I have in my head that we're not getting to do. Right. And you feel somehow like you're missing out on it because now you're you're going down the same path. You know, I don't have any desire in my head. And if you are one of the people who does, cool, then then maybe I'm the outlier, maybe you are. I, I don't I haven't done a big survey. But I have no desire to play a sort of wheel of time type of campaign where it's like, okay, when we start, you're all the level one farm boys or girls, right? And by the end of this, you're going to be the dragon returned or whatever. And this is going to go on for 14 books at a thousand pages of book or whatever nonsense that that entire series is. Like, wrap it up, okay? Give me a tight five. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I have no desire to play in that campaign. I can't imagine the nightmare that would be to me, to me personally, of just like, no, you know, you're Randall Thor. And by the way, I'm, I'm, I'm casting myself as the main theoretical character here, I guess. Yeah, the second most interesting person in that whole series. Sure. And, and I still would want to just fall on a sh- pile of sharp objects, right? If you told me, this, we're going to do this story, it's going to be super epic, it's going to take six years to play through it. No. Hard no. I, I That sounds terrible. It just sounds terrible. I can't picture the world where I'm interested in that. Because there's no story good enough where I want to be that one person for that amount of time. Sure. Uh, another thing to consider in terms of campaign length is not only how long are you going, but what level are, yep. are your characters getting to? Yep. In 5th Ed, in, in a lot of versions of D&D the game gets a little weird at the higher levels. Could be the magic system, it could just be the sort of math that the game's based on. Yep. Uh, But the the game just gets a a bit weird and starts to break down a bit in places. This goes back to even second edition. There's a, in I think the Rogues, uh, the Complete Rogue. Yep. When it's talking about the arc of a rogue type character and you get to like 11th or 12th level and uh, you're a guild master. You've got your own little thieves guild hall that you're running shit in, and then it's like, and now is the time to quit and return to a more reasonable level. <laughs> <laughs> a more reasonable level, as though those top levels are just there to yeah. be to, to be like words on a page, but no. never played. Turn back, adventurer. <laughs> yeah, these levels are are too powerful for you. How many people play characters above fifteenth level? Get play in campaigns where the characters go above fifteenth level. Vanishingly few. Sure. Other than people who play 20th level one-shots, which is a pretty popular subgenre. Sure. But I mean, like, take a character to that level, not gen out level 20s. Yeah, in, in 5th Ed, we've done that at time? Twice. Twice. The marathon we went to 19, I guess. We, we technically probably leveled to 20 at the end, those of us who didn't become weird uh, eternal flames in the middle of the Mornland. That disappears so your friend can't return to the site and mourn you. Correct. And then, obviously, in your game, we went to, in your lengthy campaign, which you, you ran that for about two years, and boy, it it took me to the limit right there. Uh-huh. Now, I, and I loved that character, okay? I loved that character. But, boy, two years was, was it was pushing it. But we, we got there. I had fun throughout. There were some parts in the middle where I was a little testy with you. Yeah. But we got to 20 in that. But you're right. Most of the time, we get to almost every, like, I keep all my characters in my single binder, and I flipped through them the other day, actually just by happenstance, when we ended the campaign, because I was refiling. And it's like 13, 14, 12, 9, 13, 14. That yeah, like, was like all of them in order. Like 15, probably about the top end yep. in, in a normal game for, for our table. And we just 
that that's when it ends. I don't like it. I don't like it either. I want to I want to get to the top end a bit more. So that tells me one of two things has to change because I agree. I think high level play can be fun and interesting, and it doesn't have to be slow or boring or bad. Like it's perfectly yeah. acceptable to run it, high level games. It's it's more difficult. It's it's more difficult to run absolutely. Sure. Because the characters at the table are capable of some absolutely wild stuff. Sure. And, and that can be difficult to design encounters around. It, it can cause difficulties crafting a, a, a narrative. Uh, it gives the players a lot more power to do very unexpected things that can throw big curveballs. Yeah. But it's also really fun. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's just... It's really fun. It's really fun when you have a party who has, who's at the top of their game. The stories we often watch and like are full of stories where the characters end up at the top of their game. That's the things we sort of fetishize and, and enjoy, right? Um, I don't think Kratos starts God of War under level 20. Like, I don't know what his level progression looks like, you know, mapped over to D&D. He's over there killing gods from game one, and he's 50 games later still killing gods or whatever, right? You know, so, like, when we pick up with The Witcher in the television show, I've never read the books or played the games, but he, when we pick up with him, he's a pretty accomplished dude. Pretty badass. Yeah, like, he, we, we watch him do the whole butcher of Bravlican, however you say that, city. We watch him get that moniker and go through that sort of formative moment, but, you know, he's out there killing monsters. He's He's been around. He's seen stuff. He's not level one. So it, to me, says there's one of sort of two things that have to happen. Either in, in these games that use the level type structure, which not all games do. Sure. By far. I actually kind of, oftentimes, it's why I sort of enjoy games like a, a Mech Warrior or something like that, where you just accrue points that you can then spend. And so the, the leveling is, the advancement is sort of incremental. Yeah, you got like the storyteller system, like Old World of Darkness. Mm-hmm even new world of darkness you've got xp that you accumulate and spend on individual character growths right that it can be a lot a lot of times it can be difficult to figure out what the top end is sure. in, in those games right because you don't like when are you done what 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 does reaching the end look like it's interesting because it obfuscates the whole discussion but when you're playing a game where there is a demarcated level system it goes from x to y or something like that you either have to level faster or start higher for most people's tolerance and just the amount of time most people have the the ability to play these games and keep going. Yeah. And to me, I, I don't hate leveling faster. You can get to a point where you level too fast. In general, I think I like a quicker leveling speed than, than probably average. Like, I'm happy to level once every two, three weeks of playing the game. That that feels pretty reasonable to me. Sure. You know, it's every 12 hours, every, every 10 to 12 hours, basically, of, of yeah. gameplay. In that long wizard game, we were leveling probably a little under once a month. And that felt slow. Yeah, I mean, it was a little longer in the middle. Like, it, it's hard to map out because in the early levels, we leveled pretty fast. But then you really put the brakes on around the middle level part. There was yeah. a there was a real slow period there where we, we kind of, like, yanked the emergency brake rather hard. And, like, there was a couple times we went five, six games without leveling, right? Yeah. And those were not just sit around and talk sessions like we were we were doing stuff yeah, you were in the business yeah absolutely but the I, I don't mind that kind of a pace at the same time and this is a whole different podcast but i'm i'm pretty done with level one characters so like starting higher is just generally fine with me yeah. i think another part of that might be addition fatigue sure like we've been playing fifth ed since it came out yep and it's been great but uh after a certain point uh, I do start to get a little bored with 
the sort of math of, of a given game system. Sure. And that that's a different conversation than campaign length, but it, it is something to consider in the math of it. It is. I think when I, I... But you're right to map the campaign length conversation onto the leveling conversation, because I think in the end... You have to understand, what do I want this game to run? And I wish they'd stop making prefabbed campaigns that run 1 to 12 or something like that and start making campaigns that ran 5 to 18. That would, that would, be, the, that would be the correct way to do these, or, or, or 3 to 18 or, or whatever, something yeah. like that. Yeah. Cut out the bottom end, give a bit more of the top end. Just yep. shift that window up a bit. Yep. It's still the same little red bar on the in the Price is Right game. We've just moved it up, Yeah. right? So what do we want to summarize here? Because we went on for a while on this one. Oh, yeah. Campaign length, campaign plot, character arcs need to be tightly aligned to make a satisfying conclusion. If you're going to leave an individual thing unresolved, use that as an opportunity to build anticipation for a sequel, uh, for for coming back to this story at some point. And the the last bit, communicate with your players. Yeah. Uh, you, You may have to ask them, hey... Are we all still having fun? Is, there, is, is anybody getting tired of this? Right. And if the answer is, yeah, we're, we're starting to get, uh, get to the point where we're done, then move on. Yeah. I think my number one piece would be, and it really clicked for me in this particular recording, is I want to experiment more with, with seasons, with breaking up the campaign, with, with writing it in, writing the campaign in acts or, or something like that, or, you know, in, in developed story arcs that are meant to sort of run for X amount of time and then stop and then we come back to it. We know we come back to it. Bring the marathon format to the weekly game. Yeah, basically. Yeah, that's right. Because I do think there's value from stepping away, refreshing your mind, experiencing something different, and then you come back and you're you're ready for the thing again. You're hungry for the thing again. Yeah, fresh imagination, new ideas that you might not have had if you designed this whole campaign from the start. Yeah. I think there's a recharge element for both the DM and the players there, and I think that is a completely underutilized tool. So, going to experiment that with that in, in, in our games, maybe. So, we'll see. All right. Well, thank you very much for listening, everybody. We sure hope you liked it. If you did, give us a little rating and review on your podcast uh, listening thing of choice. That always helps. Share the podcast out with everybody. Tell your friends about it. All those kinds of things really help grow. There's an email down there if you've got suggestions for uh, topics you want us to cover. Drop us a little email. We always appreciate those. If you're interested in other stuff related to us, there's also a YouTube channel where I talk about Warhammer under my name, Vincent Venturelli. You can go check me out there. It's real fun. I talk about painting and playing with little toy soldiers. But, as always, thank you so much for listening to this one, and we'll see you next time. Peace. Peace.